What up, what up, what up? It is Renegade Culture. We're in the building tonight. We locking it down. We knocking it down. We hear playback sounds. You know what I mean? We hear playback sounds. This is Renegade Culture. Sucker free radio. You know what I mean? And I'm live and direct. My name is Kalanji Jamachanga. Some of y'all know me. Some of you don't. Some of y'all will. Some of y'all won't. And all that good stuff. Um, I'm riding shotgun with man, my main man. Straight out of Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? The old Brooklyn, not the new shit. True you know that, I mean? true. My man. The- Kamal in the building. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing out there? This is Kamal Franklin. All y'all know me. Don't front. Y'all all know me. <laughs> y'all know this motherfucker. It's like <laughs> I told you, no jokes, man. I'm okay, getting, okay, okay. I'm getting over cold, so I got a little cough. So See, no jokes. Yeah, mucus coming up on the mic. Oh, damn, no. Cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, so um, we got a lot to talk about. This is our first uh, run-in here at the, the Mighty Playback Sounds, and it feels like home, you know what I mean? We got my man Quadir in the building, you know what I mean? We got my main man, Luce, blowing <laughs> it up over there, you know what I mean? We've been talking about this for quite a while. We're here now. That's right. We're yeah. here now. We're here now. Tonight, what we want to do, we kind of want to, um, you know, kick off this inaugural piece talking about some of the issues that's going on today. You know what I mean? It's a lot going on. Today marks the 50th anniversary of the assassination of MLK. You know what I mean? We're going to talk about how the government knocked them out the box. You know what I mean? We um, Also, you got the whole Stefan Clark thing yeah. going down. You know what I mean? A lot of folks upset. Folks upset when man got shot in the back eight times. Mm-hmm. But also, you know what I'm saying, you got some sisters that's upset because, you know, it's supposed to be something that my man put on his, his Twitter talking about he don't really rock with black women. You know what I mean? Yeah, so a lot of sisters is like, look, you know what I mean? We ain't support nobody that's supporting us. So it's been like a social media civil war going on. Luckily, I've been avoiding that. That's it's good, a good thing good, you've good. been avoiding it, man. I log on. They talk crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we're going to talk about that. Um, what else is going on? We got well, we to uh, get into the fact that Sister Winnie Mandela just passed away. Yes, no doubt. Um, and how she's being portrayed in the media. Like she is being portrayed as an anti-apartheid activist who was <laughs> controversial. Wow. As opposed to the revolutionary, revolutionary that Winnie was right. compared to everybody else. When Mel- right. Nelson was in prison, when everybody else was in exile, it was Winnie that was holding it down. It was Winnie that was saying, we can't trade with these people. We can't trust these people. But now at her, at her death, um, they're trying to revamp her into some uh, some controversial figure in South Africa right. um, just because the apartheid government put her on trial. So we need to go right. into depth on that. Yeah. And then lastly, we, need to, we should probably tie in a little bit, all this talk around uh, gun violence and yeah, taking guns bullshit. off the street right. um, and what that means for our general community. So we should retire that in at the end. No doubt. We here. We live and direct. You listening to the one and only Renegade Culture. Don't touch that dial. We here. Now, because I've been to the mountaintop. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life, longevity has its place, but I'm not concerned about that now. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up live out the true meaning of its creeds. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves and the sons of 
table. Will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood? I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin. Yo, we back. This is Renegade Culture coming back live um, here for you uh, with my brother Kalanji. This is Kamal. We're going to jump right in and talk a little bit about MLK. As everybody should know, this is the 50th anniversary of MLK's assassination. And what's been happening is that MLK has been repositioned um, <laughs> all over this country as a safe, um, nonviolent, obviously he was nonviolent, but safe, nonviolent. This is how you do activism and organizing. It's about service. And I think they're taking away who MLK really was. And we want to get a little bit more into that. Um, all these things that are happening around the country, we want to talk about who MLK was right. and who they said he was. No doubt. No so let's doubt. start off with like, what's, what's in, in 1968, I, you claim you weren't around, but I think you was. Yeah, probably was. Uh, I, think you, I think I saw you like in the march or something, but that's not the discussion. You might have did. You know I was doing the spliff um, on the left-hand side. But I, like... Your recollection in terms of your history of MLK, particularly at the time of his passing, who would you say he was at that time? I think um, at that time, MLK was headed towards, you know, uh, revolution. I think that um, he had folks like Kwame Torre, Stokely Carmichael around him, you know what I mean? And they was talking black power. You had the whole Vietnam War situation popping off, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, we got to remember that, that, that Martin was 39 years old when they popped him. You know what I mean? I mean, a fresh 39, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? A few months into 39. So he he wasn't even, uh, you know, I mean, it, it wasn't even a half a year. So the thing is, we got to recognize that um, here's this, this young cat from Atlanta, Georgia, you know what I mean? Who did more work outside of Atlanta, more effective work outside of Atlanta than he did Atlanta itself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he was coming with, you know, a whole different program. A lot of folks talk, they, they like to portray him as soft. They like to portray him as, you know, uh, this cat talk about nonviolence and all this type of stuff. According to sources, my man carried the 38 snub nose in his Bible. You know what I mean? So, you know, he was uh, he was intelligent. You know what I'm saying? He was nonviolent, but at the same time, he wasn't no fool. The unfortunate thing is he was up against the U.S. government. And when you're up against the U.S. government, the U.S. government got serious bag of tricks. You know what I mean? You got, uh, they got everything from counterinsurgency, the code COINTEL pro piece with Jack Hoover to uh, Jesse Jackson. You know what I mean? So they got a little bit of anything up in the pot. So um, I think that, you know, during that particular time frame, it was really when, I think maybe 67, 68 was really when um, Martin was kind of identifying more with Malcolm. He was seeing how things were on an international level and realizing that that whole Gandhi approach wasn't going to make it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that at that time, it's obvious that, that Martin was battling against government forces, battling against integrationist forces either. The NAACP yes. uh, and other forces didn't like that Martin came out against the Vietnam War. Absolutely. Um, so folks was like slamming on him and he was reevaluating his stance on whether or not our best interest was in integrating into what he called the burning house. Like the right. famous story right. he told right. Harry Belafonte was like whether or not he was right to think that the key or the answers for black folks in America was to integrate into the United States system as opposed to finding some new way or something different. And what's little talked about is that MLK was a socialist, right? right. He wasn't right. a capitalist. He didn't Absolutely. believe in, in the capitalist system was going to save us. Um, he believed in socialism. And I think these things was putting him closer to Malcolm. I don't even, I, don't, I have no idea 
you know, if they ever would have sort of um, bonded together in some large, huge movement right, that worked right, together, right, right. it's a nice thing to think about, but I'm not sure. But I think it was obvious that he was shifting who he was at the time he was assassinated and was becoming more dangerous to the state because he wasn't just representing the state interest as in, I think America is great and all it has right, to do is open right. up and we just need a piece of that pie kind of thing. He left that behind. So I think that's the part to me that we don't emphasize, we don't talk about. They bring out this kind of like, you know, this this free of politics Martin who just wants you to do service on, right, on, right, on right. certain days and stuff like that. You know they, what I mean? they wanted him to have a dream. They wanted him to go to the mountaintop, you know what I'm saying, bang his head against a rock, yeah. you know what I mean, as far as they was concerned. But the reality is, you know, Malcolm was coming with that uh, – why oppose the war in Vietnam piece? You know what I'm saying? He was coming with that, uh, uh, you know, don't let anybody take your manhood away. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So he was beginning to awaken. You know what I mean? And it was, um, you know, the whole thing about him and Malcolm, they were coming from two different angles. You have to really appreciate a dude that comes along and, and leads thousands of people and talk about being nonviolent when when in Chicago they throwing bricks busting them upside his head when, when when white folks is sicking dogs on them and, and and hitting the water hoses and all that type stuff so if you just stand up because of the fact that I'm not that brave mm -hmm. I'll just tell you right mm -hmm. now first cat throw a rock at me <laughs> they, they, they getting glocked down that's how we do this around where I'm from you know what I mean so I wouldn't have been talking about you know all that type stuff you know so I I, I respect because you have to be brave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta be brave to make a stance like that. In the sixties. Yeah. We yeah, talking yeah. about when 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 black folks still had to 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 walk in the gutter if they saw some crackers coming down the down mm -hmm, the sidewalk. Mm -hmm, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're talking about where you had to uh be on the back of the bus and and, and you had to uh uh the, the colored water fountains and you can't have, you know, you had to have nigger pie, yeah. as they said in the movie. <laughs> You know what I mean? So for for dude to stand up and and go to Birmingham, you know what I mean? Um, you know, and, and and all parts of Alabama, and Mississippi, and Tennessee, and places like that, you got to be a bold dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and folks, you know, Atlanta is his home, but you can't think of anything significant that he actually did in Atlanta except for march up and down Auburn Avenue. You understand what I'm saying? So um, you but know, that's definitely. why it's crazy to me that today's yeah. activists. When they look at Martin and they look at Malcolm, um, they praise rhetoric, but they don't they don't get into the programs. Right. They don't right. get into the, the the what was this work supposed to lead to? Right. They're stuck on policy. Right. They're stuck on like, you know, the glamour of we can change the law, that means we free. Right. Um, and they refuse to look into programs that one, if, if you if you got a campaign, it, it's a multi year campaign. You're not, mm -hmm, you're not mm -hmm. changing something. Mm -hmm. And for as far as Malcolm, I know we're not necessarily dealing with Malcolm right now, but Malcolm was all about not only changing ideological positions, but changing, having programs that change our status as a people. Absolutely. Not about integrating into America, but about how do we gain power? How do we create systems? And I think that there was a possibility that Dr. King would have been headed on a similar road, or at least would have been more open to suggesting that you know it's not just about whether or not some bank gives us a loan it's whether or not we own banks that are collectively working in our uh, interest as a people right. and i think those are some of the things that young activists middle-aged activists or whatever it is people are looking at Mount, uh, martin to get a buck 
We're looking at Martin to get some prestige or to shout the name out and to get some media attention. But I don't think they're truly investigating. Um, And I think people are really really scared because they they, they, they think they're going to get their funding cut. Oh, yeah. So they don't want to do that kind of stuff right now. Absolutely. And they don't look at the fact that Martin was a political prisoner. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, you got folks like like, like Martin um, and his wife, Coretta. You know, shout out to Coretta Scott King. And, and 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 so many other folks that put in that work since we was talking about that. Um, you know, we also got to realize the climate itself at that time during that period. Two days later, little Bobby Hutton from the Black mm-hmm. Panther Party was assassinated. So it's a 50 year anniversary of not only Martin being assassinated um, here in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? I mean, excuse me, in, in Memphis. Memphis yeah. But it was also little Bobby Hutton being gunned down in Oakland on August, April 6th. 1968 mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean and um, you know the Black Panther Party was on the rise so Malcolm was assassinated and Martin was feeling it and and SNCC was was rising you mm-hmm. know what I mean so it was a serious time but I think the whole assassination of Martin is really what catapulted you know what I mean black power and black pride mm-hmm. that whole burn baby burn situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because folks knew at that particular point at that juncture that if uh, you didn't respect a brother like Martin who was talking about peace, then it's time to take a peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think that part of the problem became, I feel like these same folks though, again, like, you know, what uh, Malcolm talked about this, like dollarism. Right. Like he talked about it as a foreign policy concept, but domestically it's the same thing. The dollarism, what happens here is, now all these organizations, and this, you know, uh, this was pointed out in 1963, the March on Washington. Right, right. Everybody was caught into a room with Kennedy. If you don't say ABC, what we're going to do is cut off some bread for all of cut y'all. Cut off that loop. The, the right. different foundations. Right. right, And this is what we, like, we think a freedom struggle now is around how we get funded. Right. Right. It's not about the ideology. It's not about the commitment. It's not about power. Yeah, it's not about power anymore. Nah, it's all nah. about the funding. Right? Yeah, and if you ain't got no funding, you ain't got no organization these days. Right, right, right. right. And that's that's the American way. You know what I'm saying? As long as you a, a great American Negro, then we'll make you a hero. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll hit you with a stamp. You know what I mean? We might bust your, <laughs> bust your melon open in the process just so that, you know, we can cool you down. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But at the same time, you know, like you said, it's, it's all about the money. Yeah. You know what I mean? We quote Young Thug on that. If it ain't about the money, you know what I'm saying? That's what it's about when it comes to politics in America. Now, you, you mentioned, because I mean? you, you you mentioned earlier the stuff about Martin's ex-girlfriend coming out, white girlfriend or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, what I don't... Was, what was this about? Man, listen, man. You know I know saying? you listen to the tabloid thing a little bit more nah, than me. I don't, man. You, you know, know what I'm saying? saying? I mean, you know... I'm here reading serious political texts. And you, man, you, listen, like, you, man. Your, your Twitter feed, I understand that. Come on, man. Come let's on, talk man. about that. Yeah, man, it's crazy, man. See this cat right here, man. See, I was going to try to be serious, but... What? You know, dealing <laughs> with my man, Kamau, was kind of little... You know what I mean? It's Kamau. I ain't going to tell y'all that he came from... Martin's hometown. But anyway, listen, um, I saw something on the um, joint the other day. They talking about, I mean, you know, this is 50th uh, commemoration. So they're going to come with all, come with all kinds of nonsense. They talking about uh, some white broad was talking about how they were madly in love. Then you had some other stuff talking about, uh, you know, how he was uh, into multiple women and all types of things. Like I said, the man was 39 years old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's 39 years old and he's in a position of power. Now, I respect the fact that he's a family man because of the fact that that's what we should strive to be. But at the same time, you know what I mean? The way you weigh a man on a scale of balance, you're talking about he was assassinated in 39. So a lot of these accusations came out before then. But of course, we know the state 
is going to come with all kinds of nonsense and say, okay, well, he was a, uh, you know, since we made him a good man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since we didn't say he was a terrorist and we gave him a, a, a national holiday, well, he was a womanizer. You know, he had this white woman that he's in love with, so on and so forth. I don't know anything about yeah. the man's bedroom habits yeah. in particular. All I know is that 50 years ago, the U.S. government gunned him down. U.S. government clapped him, they tried to frame him, and they tried to knock him out the box, and they tried to kill his dream and turn it into a nightmare. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even more than that, they, they, it was the U.S. government through the FBI that actually recorded Martin every, every move, sent the recording of him allegedly having sex in a hotel Absolutely. to Coretta Scott King. Right. Um, and, well, to, Ma to Martin, Coretta opened it, right. and a letter was included that said, because he was just about to get the Nobel Peace Prize, that said he should commit suicide. Right, otherwise, they yes. would expose him. Yes, yes. So it's it's funny, you know, 50 years later, they're still trying to do their version of exposing him, right? Right. So on one hand, you know, we sanitize him, but on the other hand, we try to point out what, what, what are considered, you know, um, indiscretions or right. things that he did. Right. Um, and we take away again the power of his voice and his vision and where he was headed and who he was. And we focus in on some of these other things. These, these are like the common conversations that we have these days, I guess. People want to know what's happening in your personal life more than they want to know what your struggle is, right? But, but so, you know, yeah. I, I thought there was an ill concept seeing that uh, during that time that these tapings were taking place, mm -hmm. the Jagger Hoover was riding around with a, a dress and some red high heel mm -hmm. pumps. You know what I mean? So it's like we should be looking into what were you doing and why were you wearing them red high heel pumps recording another man doing something in his bedroom? That sounds <laughs> kind of strange. Anyway, we listen to Renegade Culture right here. You know what I mean? We live and direct at Playback Sound Studio. You know what I mean? And we about to blow the roof off of it. We're trying to be mild right now. You know what I mean? Because we don't want to offend nobody. True. Because, that, uh, that was your non-offensive. That was my non-offensive. Oh, my bad. I just want to make sure, though. Yes, okay, yes, okay. yes. That was my non-offensive. But best believe, you know what I'm saying, when I get some random nephew in this song from Green Love Kitchen, oh you know what I mean? Oh. I'm going to turn it all the way up, and we're going <laughs> we gonna, we gonna to get in another direction. You know what I mean? Stay tuned. We here. Wretched, isn't it better to deal yeah. than to be dealt with? So the metal appeal, how the medicine feel to the helpless is poisonous. They avoiding it, rush past the point of no return until the gavel slams and the meeting is adjourned. For as much cash as they can earn before they're sitting in an urn, they're not waiting for their turn. When will they learn? And those bullets that burn flesh are the worthless. Come a dime a dozen, no sirens in silence when they plugged in. Like an appliance used, they buzzing, bugging like tap phones. It's all about deposits like some black phones, they crack domes like eggshells, metal cases and entrails. Lifeless bodies laying in the streets under the chemtrails. Of a 12-gauge magnum. Who's that standing on the trigger finger squinting at me? In the barrel of a 12-gauge magnum. 
We are back live and direct. This is Kalanji Jamachanga, and I'm riding shotgun with. This is Kamal, Kamal Franklin. How y'all doing? What up, what up, what up? He asked how y'all doing, but can't nobody hear us out there. So hopefully y'all doing all right. If, if not, then you'll get all right. Anyway, we're here, man. Um, it's a lot going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, cops have been murdering on average. Uh, they've been. Police been murdering. On average, uh, about a thousand folks every year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Close to ten thousand people, over ten thousand people in the last ten years. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, right now, we're in the middle of April, and it's close to four hundred people gunned down by police this year alone. You know what I mean? A lot of folks don't hear about it because yeah, if they yeah. don't snatch, if they don't come across their social media, then um, it don't exist. Yeah, and if it don't fit the profile, right? So if it don't fit the profile of like. Um, well, you, I mean, if if they can't make it into something where obviously somebody had a gun, they committed a crime, right, right, the, or they weren't, you know, running away, if they can't make it like that, or if it's not like that, then they, you're definitely not going to hear about it. And because no. we only, even in our community, we only accept victims who seem to be uh, like, uh, let's, let's just say, like they 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 didn't deserve to get shot. Right. right we right, we, we right, keep on right. with that narrative. Like some of yeah. our people deserve it and some of our don't. Yeah, so yeah, you only hear yeah. about the ones that supposedly don't deserve to get shot. Like the rest do or something like that. You yeah. Know what I, mean? that, that, I think that's a lack of politics. You know what I'm saying? We got the uh, situation, for instance, over in uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the brother, uh, Stefan Clark, 22 years old, I believe. You know what I mean? Uh, shot in the back, I think six times in his grandmother's yard. Yeah. Backyard, shot yeah. eight times totally. Yeah. Total. And, um, you know, it, it, I mean, it's bananas. I mean, he's a father of two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're in your grandmother's backyard. I mean, that, that's the mm-hmm. wildest shit I ever yeah. heard. You know what I mean? All the times coming up, you know, it's chilling. In our, if, if, if there's one place on the planet that even when I was coming up in the streets that uh, my adversaries would respect, it would be my grandmother's house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's your grandmother. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Nobody's mm-hmm. going to disrespect anybody's grandmother, but the police in, in police form. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Being the, the white 
sociopaths that they are, you know what I mean? They come along and they, they, they gun this man down because of the fact that they thought they thought that this man's cell phone was a gun. That's some wild shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Do they got some new Samsung or uh, Galaxy joints that look like nine millimeters? They got some. Does does the iPhone 10 look like a motherfucking? <laughs> you know what I mean? A, a 10 millimeter? I mean, what's going on? Like, what's, you just can't uh, have nothing in your hand. You can't even, have if you, shit. even if you got nothing in your hand. I mean, you don't have to. It's yeah. a brother in um, Decatur that was shot a couple years ago. He was naked. Mm -hmm. That's right. I remember that. 27 story, yeah. years old. Can't think of my man's name right now. 27 years old, a veteran. Yeah. Who had some issues, you know, uh, went to war for America. He's out in Decatur in mm -hmm. broad daylight. Mm -hmm. Cops shoot him twice, sent him ass. Mm -hmm. yeah. Can't yeah. see nothing but his dick. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is, I mean, so, I mean, it's broad daylight. I mean, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and he's naked. What is he yeah. hiding? Yeah. No, it's just, it, it goes to the point that if they can say that they feel fear, uh, they can say that they feel threatened. Right. If they can make any claim, gun or no gun. Right. He looked at me wrong. Right, but the Supreme Court sentence. has uh has co-signed that. Oh yeah, no, of course. You know what I'm of saying? course. So it can actually be that they felt that their lives were mm -hmm. in danger or they felt and have fear. no constitutional right Zero. to protect you or to 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 protect your constitutional rights, basically right. is what the court was saying. Um and, and we already knew that. Like you said, that's that's just the that's that's the code of the cops and the code of the street and the code of America. No doubt. This if you get yeah, if you get uh, stopped by a cop, like, you know, they're supposed to be in certain procedures uh, as a former practicing attorney. You know, they're supposed to uh, have reasonable suspicion to stop you. Uh, they're supposed to have a reason to, to uh, frisk you. Uh, they feel like their life is in danger. But anybody and everybody knows if you live in any street or any community um, and if the cops stop you, they're going to do what they want to do. And later on, Period. they're going to say whatever they need to say to cover it up because they know nine times out of ten, the court system will back them up. All day. Uh, All day. That's just, and that's just how it works. So all like, the cops ain't scared of nothing. Right. They're not scared of going to jail. If they lose a job, they really lose a job. They're not. They're not going to go to jail, right? They'll lose a right. job and go get a job at the fire department down the block, All or day. they go to the next police department and get a job. And, and that's what happened with uh, Tamir Rice. Um, the, the cop that uh, murdered Tamir Rice. He actually came out of I think Liberty, uh, Ohio. I believe it was called Liberty, and he was fired, and his commanding officer in the other city. I believe it's called Liberty. Don't quote me. Somewhere mm -hmm. maybe thirty miles away from uh, where Tamir Rice was murdered. Uh, no, no, in, in, in Ohio. In Ohio, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he was actually fired, and his commanding officer said, "Listen, you know, I don't think this man should carry a gun. Period. You know what I mean? There should be no reason he carries a weapon <clears> because <throat> of the fact that psychologically he was doing some crazy shit. Mm -hmm. He goes over to. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think what city was that." It's so many of us, and it's crazy because of the fact that we usually know this shit. Yeah. No, no. And the problem back. is that there's so many cities. There's so many. You there's so even, many that I mean, happens. You like, know, you, you know. could just pick one. Yeah. But anyway, he's gunned down. Um, I want to say Cleveland. Was it Cleveland? Or? I think it was in Cleveland. Or Akron Cleveland. or something like that. Anyway, he's gunned down by this cop um, who saw him running with a plastic yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A toy gun. And, and it's like he got out the car and started blazing. You know what I'm saying? This is a 12-year-old. Yeah. Even though the 911 call said... I think the kid has a toy gun. Right. right? I think it's a toy gun. He, he, didn't, he didn't hear a toy. Yeah. Because when it comes to black folks, it don't matter how old you are. You can be 92-year-old Captain Johnston right here in Atlanta, not mm -hmm. too far from where we are right now. You can be um, Philando Castile. Mm -hmm. You can be Sandra Bland. Back in my day, Eleanor Butt uh, Bumpers. Bumpers, yeah. uh, Michael uh, 
uh, Michael Stewart. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And so many others. You had uh, Diallo. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Who had a wallet. A wallet. Yeah. Yeah. You know Abner Luima. Abner Luima. Wasn't I mean, killed, but it was sodomized by sodomized. the cops. They, they stuck a, they broke a plunger in his ass. Mm -hmm. Abner mm -hmm. Luima. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I know to the folks listening, they're like, man, they kind of rough and it sounds, you know, kind of hardcore, but this is what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's the facts. You know, if you want us to say in his buttocks to make you feel like uh, it's less painful, then we can say that. But I don't think that it would make a difference. Mm -hmm. If you break a plunger in somebody's ass, I yeah. mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the hurt. It's the hurt. Yeah. Yes, it's the pain. In, in, in Chicago, they had, um, you know, they were uh, searching brothers and sisters on the street, brothers. You know, going up in them with screwdrivers, mm -hmm. looking for crack, mm -hmm. looking for dope, mm -hmm. stipping. So this is the type of character that we're dealing with. And some of you, you know, sometimes you say, well, you know, uh, uh, the cop was a uh, black cop. And uh, what about black cops? And what? Listen, man, when we say we don't eat pork. <laughs> a pig is a pig. I'm not checking to see, well, was that a, a brown pig? You know, because I like black people. Maybe it was a black pig. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? A pig is a fucking pig. Because people don't understand that they, they, they again, even the, some of the actives and organizers, the line of this this was a bad apple, right? right. I mean, that's the yeah, system's yeah. usual, usual, right. usual right. thing. But folks back that up. <laughs> Excuse my, <clears throat> my cough. But folks back that up. They're like, oh, um, we can change this, we can change that, or, or we can make it better. It's like, this is how it's intended to work. Right. This, this ain't no system. accident. Yeah, no. this is how they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the crazy thing about that, what you said with the whole the bad apple, <coughs> we got to realize that the, the folks that are protecting this madness, you know what I'm saying? You had a police union. The unions come along and they back this. The the, the union is like the uh, the mob mm -hmm. and the police are the, what they call them, the hitters. They the shooters, you know what I'm saying? They the ones that go out and, 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 and clap shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're defended. They're protected by the mob, which is the unions, mm -hmm. and they're protected by the U.S. government. Yeah. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? It's the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. who we backwardsly think that we're going to go fight yeah, and yeah. get up there. Yeah. Or we think that if we know the law, yeah, this shit's going to change. Yeah. What's my man named in New York that was beat by the police and his, and his wife, attorney up there? Was it not Robert Oh, Michael, Michael Warren. Michael, Michael Warren. Warren. Yeah, yeah. Right, right in front of his wife. <clears throat> Yeah. Beat, beat him up. If, I mean, he's checking out another situation. This is a, a movement lawyer. Mm -hmm. This is an attorney that, that put in work who knows the law for all practical purposes, and they didn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't nothing about yeah. you know the law. Yeah. So, you know, to some of our brothers and sisters, because a lot of times I hear folks talking about, you know, I know the law, and I know this, yeah. so I could do this, I could do that. Listen, man, the laws that they write is toilet paper, mm -hmm. and they wipe their ass on it whenever the fuck they feel like it. And they'll just change it, change yeah. the role, and it's a whole new joint. Yeah. Like, oh, this is Cottonelle. Motherfucker, we're using Scott <laughs> today. Well, I thought it said this. No, there, there's, no, there's no laws yeah, yeah, yeah. That, are, that are set up to protect us. Yeah. The laws were built on our backs, and that's just yeah. how it is. Every fucking law they have, they broke before they wrote yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And they continue to break. And you know? Yeah, whatever it takes to get themselves out of it. Like, I'm not... I mean, and I think it's obvious, like, you know, you, you fight on multiple fronts. So you fight, you fight through court system, you fight through policy, but you got to fight knowing that the ultimate solution has got to be, if there's not self-policing, if you don't control the people who police you, Absolutely. then you got no rights, right? Right. If the people who police you, you can't hire them, you can't fire them, you can't kick them out your community, don't mean then you got no power, right? right. So if that is that, if that's not that part of the ultimate solution or goal, if that policy that you push in doesn't lead to that, or if you don't see it as a bridge to that, or you don't see this as this is step one, and step one's gonna get me to step ten, then you're just walking in circles. That's right? all you're it just is. repeating mistakes that everybody or everybody else has already made 10, 20, 30 years, you right. know, fifty years. 
years, hundred years, right? You marching on Washington. Yeah, that we're going to do it over and over and over again because we refuse to learn from our mistakes. Right, right? And, and and I'm wondering if it's if it's just fear because I, I don't I refuse to believe that it's ignorance. I refuse to believe it's ignorance. I think that it's it's, it's more of a fear factor because of the fact that when you tell some of these folks, look, that shit ain't working. Instead of them saying, okay, well, what solutions do we have? They come up with some some bullshit. They say, well, you know, uh, the cops should have, uh, uh, what's that shit, the cameras, the oh, body the, cams? The, the body cams, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember they sp- yeah, yeah. spitting that shit? You know what I'm saying? Now they got body cams, mm-hmm. and they turn the sound down. They turn the motherfucker off. Miraculously, it didn't work. You know what I'm saying? The motherfucker they shot was too dark. The dude, the dude about... Kamal complexion and shit. They talking about he's too dark, so they couldn't see the motherfucker in the camera. I'm pretty dark, bro. And that's in the daytime. I'm pretty dark. Yeah, you are dark. I'm pretty dark. I'm yes, pretty you brown. Are. I'm pretty yes, brown. You are. I don't care well, what you. I ain't gonna crack this is the audio. This is the audio version, so people can't necessarily see. Okay, but cool. I just want them to know. <laughs> they are gonna show this part. I'm a dark anyway. skin brother. Yeah. yeah, he's very dark skin. Anyway, <laughs> listen. <laughs> so basically, the whole body cam shit. Um, I remember here in Atlanta, we went up against uh, um, what's these uh, characters name that that um. Uh, Deal with the police, police to police, and the civilian oh, the review civilian board. board. Yeah, these motherfuckers spent thirty thousand dollars on some billboards mm-hmm. that said "Don't run." They said this was the solution. They said <laughs> the solution was that we're gonna put these billboards up and just tell everybody just don't run from the police, and that's the deal right there. Of course, they had a um, a meeting. And um, some rude, rambunctious guy that kind of looked like myself uh-huh. went up there and told them what their mother can do. And Did you all embarrass that me, brother? Did you, you, you said something like that? You told them what their mother can do? I, I, I mean, you oh, know, I, I, I'm liable to say anything when 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 my feelings are on. I try <laughs> not to be an emotional guy. Oh. You know what I mean? But when you tell me you're spending fucking $30,000 on some billboards. Did a, did a tear come out, brother? I did a tear I come tear. out? Man, listen, man. I, it might have came out of there. <laughs> the, the, the folks in the audience was kind of... They kind of was down with what the fuck they was talking about for a minute. Then I flipped the tables over like Jesus and shit. Like, this bullshit up out of here, man. After a while, my man that was talking, man, he didn't know what to say. Like, well, I, 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 I didn't say we should get billboards. Oh, okay, motherfucker, you guys. But you, somebody got one. Yeah. So it, it's, it's the victim blaming. Yeah. And then from there, what happens as well, you have these attorneys who come along. Um, what's your boy name? Um, Crump. Benjamin Crump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, unfortunately, I call him Crump the Chump. Because he's never won a fucking battle. You know what I'm saying? We hire the people who are who we're familiar with. Yeah. You know, back in the day they said the name you could trust. Okay, well, if you lose like fucking eight, nine cases in a row, I mean, like, come on, man. Well, you this is what I, mean? what I think the pro- part of the problem is, is that you got victim led movements. Yeah, we follow the script exactly. It's not a politically led movement. Right. It's a victim led movement. Absolutely. And so people are okay <clears throat> with saying and again, you know, God bless them. If I lose a loved one, people are going to want some compensation. Right. But they get the compensation, and that counts for justice. And and, and even the, the, I mean, especially the advocates, they're caught up in that same grind. Right. It's like, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you a paycheck. I'm going to move on to the next case. I'm going to get you right. a paycheck. And this is obviously like the Al Sharptonism. It's like inst- institutionalized for folks to, to how they practice the act of yes. claiming that they're fighting against police brutality. Right. And we've gone from the Al Sharpton again, not everybody, but a, cu- a couple of the young ones have adopted these tactics of like, you know, uh, safe arrest, um, setting up like a little bit of arrest yeah, so they can get, that. so they can like get a little star power and they move right. on and go do something else. And they get them checks and, and get them moving. checked. And that's, a, and that's it. It's all about the checks. It's not about power. And that's why some of it I think is fair. Some of it I think is, is complicitness. Um, in terms of what's happening out there. Uh, and some of it, I feel, it's got to be the, the lack of real 
kind of political know-how of saying, not that I expect us to all to, just to get the victory, but to say, let's stop doing what we have been doing. Right. Let's start doing something new. Right. Let's start new with some new, some new cop watch stuff. Yeah. Let's go, let's, let's figure out ways to have safety patrols that not only worry about stuff that's happening in our community in terms of what we do to each other, but also how do we stay safe from the police? What are the mechanisms that we can employ that start saying that we have some power over our lives as opposed to other folks trying to say that, no, 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 you negotiate with us, we continue doing what we're doing, somebody's going to get hit off, the money compensation will keep you happy, and then we're going to keep this whole thing going. No doubt. Speaking of money, we got to go to a break because of the fact that we got to pay these bills. You know what I mean? Playback sounds. You know what I'm saying? We got these sponsors and everything. We want to make sure that that love is still spreading like Green Love Cafe. You know true, what I'm saying? Green true, Love Kitchen. True. So we got to get some of that green love to make this thing pop off. You listen to Renegade Culture. Don't fucking touch this dial because you need us right now. Yes, Kamal, he's a little more mild than I am. Uh, yes, I am a practicing attorney. You call me the riot starter. So, oh, my God. Some rebellion on Renegade culture. <laughs> Mutana Market. Check us out for your African art, home decor, natural herbs, spiritual supplies, handmade jewelry, clothing, fabric, and more. Visit us at 668 Metropolitan Parkway, Suite 103, Atlanta. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Mutana ATL and Mutana Inc., or call us at 404-753-5252. What's up, what's up, what's up? We back again. Renegade Culture, podcast, radio, you know what I mean? Television show, hmm? newspaper, magazine. We doing what? all that shit. Communications. We, we doing yeah, that? Yeah, we ain't tell you yet. Oh, you know my bad. Saying? Damn. We're in the contract. Low on the, sounds low on the po totem pole. Low on the totem pole. Yo, it happens like that sometimes. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? See, usually my man get the light skin privilege. We don't play that shit. Oh, here, we you know here, we mean, here we go. Here we go, though. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> brought him to the hood. You know what brought I mean? Him to the hood. Brought him to the brought hood. Brought him to the hood. He said he from Son, Brooklyn. Come on now. Albany Projects. Man said Albany oh, Projects. Shouting out Projects. Albany Projects. projects. Albany. Of a Pequonic, Bridgeport, Connecticut. No, that was, that was, Act like you know it, PQ. You know, you know that was I mean? like, that was four decades ago. You should see the house he in now. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Hardwood floors. You got me. Trey ceilings. Wow. You know what I'm wow. saying? Ain't yeah. no more hood up in this very, dude. Very modest. Trey. Trey ceilings. He didn't want me to talk about his house. Anyway. Rick Ross ain't got shit. What? Oh, come on, Ross. Kalanji walked me around the deck. He walked me around the deck. He was like, and this is where the swimming pool was going to go. I was like, ah, damn, no. Wow. What's do it? Anyway, man, I'm just a modest cat hanging the hood. You know what I mean? Got a hoodie like Trayvon. Anyway, listen, man. Um, What's that? Yeah, it's a lot of shit going on, man. You know, uh, America is proven to be the ruthless, rotten country that it is. Um, it's citizens have been very well educated on how to uh, commit mass murder, genocide, so on and so forth. And now all of a sudden, folks are acting surprised that white folks are losing their minds, shooting up schools and shit, mm -hmm. shooting up businesses. Uh, they shot up YouTube yesterday. How the fuck you shoot up YouTube? You know what I'm saying? I guess somebody has some videos that yeah. motherfuckers didn't like, asked them to take them down. But no, they got yeah, mad because the, the, the shooter said it was a female. Yes, female got, white shooter, right? Yeah. No, no, no. She's actually Persian. Oh, she was upset because she felt. You know, you know, you know we look. You know, you gotta look. You like, yeah. she black. Yeah, I'm, no, I was like, okay, yeah, thank you. Yeah, Lord. good, right. good, good. But um, no, she she, she got mad because they did, on. they changed up on her, like some some of the rules, and so her videos weren't getting as much views as they used to, and that set her off enough that she decided to go 
and let them know how she felt about it. Come on, are you serious? You yeah, no, no, that's shit? how she did. No, no, that's what she did. So a video wasn't getting enough views and shit, so she decided to shoot the fucking company. Well, that's part of the problem, right? There's no rationale to it. It's like cats walking up in schools and shooting third graders, or they walking up in schools shooting high schoolers. Or if you got a little fight, a little dispute, you go bananas and you pull out, and people pulling out and that kind of stuff. So part of the discussion is, you know, all this talk about gun control and, and, and the use of guns in the American society. And for us, it's, it's particularly important because I know we think about guns in, in some different ways, right? Yes, yes. They can both be harmful in our community, but we also know that the history of gun control is around stopping us from having weapons Absolutely. and leaving us uh, uh, open to other people's use of weapons and gunfire and, so and, and so forth, right. right? So it's a complicated discussion in our community. But you know the ill shit about that, you know, because of the fact that we keep forgetting. We talk about Columbine and all these other places, but you know, we, we can't forget that 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 country music festival, yeah, where they they shot up like what four hundred people or some shit. Yeah, like forty died or something like that. Yeah, crazy. I mean, like like really ridiculous. It might have been more than that. I don't know if it was seventy or something like that to die. But the thing is that we're not making mockery of this shit. But you know, anytime um, in our community, if it's black or brown or anyone that any non-white member of the world you know what i'm saying member of society it's automatically terrorism but when white folks do that shit you know they were disgruntled mm. you know mentally ill mentally ill misunderstood mm. they got uh, separated from their parents at an early yeah, age yeah they said, something they yeah. package bombs and shit in yeah, austin yeah. texas yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah. what i mean and and my man just had a bad week and you know you know shit happens yeah yeah you know what i mean uh we do some shit by accident Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's okay. like motherfuckers must have been on drugs. You know, so terrorists or he's innately a criminal, right? Is right. is like that's just what they do. They right. criminals, right? And it's like that's what I was, you know, was joking earlier. It's like you look out and anytime you hear about a shooting, what you do, you try to see who did it, right? What's the yeah, company? Yeah, yeah. You know, because you know, it's, yeah, his reaction is like, oh, you know, if they black, they're gonna just try to make it like it's it's and it's gonna they're gonna bring out the worst mug shot. They're right. gonna bring out the worst picture. Um, they're gonna do anything they can to make it look like it's all of us or whatever like that, and they're not gonna talk about the issues that may have even brought on right. um, gun violence in our community um, and how it's being portrayed and the rest of it. But like you said, if it's if it's somebody who doesn't look like a black person, a white person, do it, then it's all about mental illness. Yes. It's all about how they were separated from their kid, and right. then they show you these nice photos of these cats, yeah. like you know, they yeah. sitting like you know hugging up on their parents or they were like doing the good times or something like that. But even the black victims look like look like yeah, they look like yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, the shooter, they got the shooter with a mugshot. Like, what the fuck, yeah. right? I mean, like, well, you know, uh, he he was selling bootleg videos. Mm-hmm. I mean, the mm-hmm. shit when um, my man up in uh, Staten Island, um, Eric Garner. Eric Garner, yeah. They choked him out, yeah. right? On camera. The motherfucker said he was selling bootleg DVDs mm-hmm. or bootleg cigarettes. I mean, like, goddamn. I mean, the man's selling Lucy's yeah. and you want to yeah. kill him? Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the Arabs at the fucking corner store sell Lucy's all day, a day, a dollar a piece. I don't even smoke the motherfuckers that <laughs> how much they cost. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody choking them out. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because of the fact that they got a community behind them. Yeah. But they choked my man out because he got some Lucy's. The uh, situation up in uh, uh, St. Louis, you know what I mean? With, um, what's my man's name? Mike, Mike Brown. Brown. Yeah. yeah. I mean, gun him down. And then they tried to dial up <coughs> the footage and say that he came in and, and stole a blunt out of a store earlier. So you shoot him down in the middle of the fucking street yeah. because of the fact that you claim he stole a blunt. Yeah, you read a perpetrator or a victim. If it's black, you're a victim. You, yeah, no, I you, mean suspect. You're a suspect. Yeah, yeah. I mean you're gonna be a victim. Yeah, you're gonna be a victim. You labeled a suspect. Yeah. Um, the whole gun control thing, and I know we talked about this before. My kind, my my whole take on the whole gun control issue is the fact that um, you know most brothers 
most black folks, brothers and sisters that I know, when they have a, a legal gun, they usually not commit no fucking crime because the fact that they already they know that everything's on paper. You know what I'm saying? So they know that if I shoot somebody, it has to be justifiable. You know what I mean? And in most states, black folks can't even buy weapons. You're not getting no fucking gun in New York, yeah. in Chicago, in Bridgeport, Connecticut. You know what I mean? Jersey. You know, you go to these southern states where these 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 down home boys, these gun laws are made for them. So we kind of get some of the you know the fruit that Residue fall off of the tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, so my, the whole thing on gun control is like we're not the ones that's that's doing the whole mass shooting shit. Now the whole gun violence shooting and things of like that. I mean the uh, the march and all that. Wow, many of us have had victims of uh, gun violence in our families. Most of the time, like I said, the guns were illegal anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Now, if we want to talk about gun control, let's talk about these fucking trains that break down in uh, Chicago and in L.A. and in uh, uh, Stanford, Connecticut, Decatur, Georgia, places like that where trains break down and all of a sudden 100 guns go missing out of a fucking train automatic weapons you know what i mean that shit happens and it has happened for years mm -hmm. but nobody talks about that nobody talks about how do these ak-47s and, and ar-15s actually get into the hood mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. what i mean yeah, we don't yeah. want to talk about that part yeah i feel like you know i'm, I'm slightly torn on it as an issue because again I, I really do believe obviously that we have a right to self-defense and if I, I i feel like if we lived in a civilized society if we lived in a society that we set the rules outside. Yeah, we set the rules because other societies, their citizens aren't armed, right? Everyday right. people ain't disarmed to the teeth, and they in in the in the in the and it shows in the statistics around how many people get shot, who how many people die in terms of homicides from guns as a, as opposed to other ways. Um, and here in America, it's a special case because you have so much access to weaponry and guns. Right. So I feel like in a civilized society, one in which I respected sort of the norms. It was easy for me to understand um, uh, the, the sort of the laws and the racial history wasn't what it was. I might be it might be an easy choice to say I am clearly an advocate of gun control. And right. even just coming from some, you know, the communities that we joked about coming from, it's like <clears throat> you don't want to see your, your cats getting shot up and stuff like no that. Doubt. No doubt. getting settled. So you're hoping that, you know, if you got less on the street, then that may mean less killing. But, but see, the other side of me, I just want to yeah. the other side of me is is convinced that it is a tool to say, let's disarm this community, right. right? It is a tool that says, even though we're not using guns right now for quote unquote revolutionary purposes, it is a way of saying you can control people easily if you take away their access to firepower and you control how violence is used on people. The, the one key point that you, that you made, and I can agree with the majority of what you said, but the one key point that you said in a civilized society we got to realize, we got to remember and not realize that this whole country was brought about, brought about through genocide. It was brought mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. through violence. So it's kind of like the seeds that were sown that, that we are now reaping. You know what I'm saying? This can never be a civilized society. Mm -hmm. Some of these other countries that you're talking about, they've been civil for years. They've, they've, they've had a sense of community. Yeah. They yeah. had a sense of love for self and so on and so forth. They understood what, what, what being a nation was all about. Mm -hmm. But here we are, we're in a place where... Um, you where genocide was committed against the folks that were here already, mm -hmm. where they went and kidnapped, raped, robbed, and murdered some other folks and brought them over here to build up this shit that mm -hmm. they took from some other folks they murdered. Mm -hmm. So it's like blood is on the on the yeah. on the, the, the roots and the leaves. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And yeah. it, it's kind of like um, 
you know, I, I posted something the other day because of the fact that, uh, you know, oftentimes folks pick and choose the battles when it comes to, mm -hmm. you know, gun violence, police police brutality, what police terrorism, so on and so forth. It's like an either or thing with some yeah, people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but the reality, like I said the other day, it's like, um, you know, um, you know, the, the seed, we, we have to uh, realize that the seed we plant, sometimes we got to deal, we got, excuse me, we got to go to the roots of the issue because of the fact that we get so caught up when an individual leaves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're looking at, well, this leaf is yellow, or this leaf is red, or this leaf has some sap on it, whatever, so forth. And we end up hanging ourselves on the fucking branches. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So again, I'm all with what you're saying, except the fact that, of course, this is not a civilized society. Yeah. And it is my belief that nothing's gonna save America mm -hmm. from the violence yeah. that is due because yeah. of the fact that it is a, a it is a consequence. Unfortunately, we are victims of that consequence yeah. because of the fact that, you know, we've been a part of this whole yeah. particular And I think conundrum. On, a, on a related but uh, slightly different point, even the fact that, you know, the terrible incident that has led these young kids to now get all of this media attention. Right. Um, again, some of these violent acts, uh, again, whether we like it or not, how much we discuss it or not, have been happening in our community on a one-to-one -one basis, not through mass shooting. Right. And we've been having people who've been calling for more levels of gun control, who've been ignored. Right. We're calling for other ways in which to can, to to improve communities so that people don't resort to these kind of actions, and they've been ignored. And so it speaks again to the racism, to the innate white supremacy of America, right. that unfortunately, when young white kids get shot. When they feel pain, we supposed to feel People pain. feel, the, and it's like, you know, the same thing goes with the drugs, right? So right. when right. it was the crack epidemic, yeah. uh, lock us up, yeah. and now this opioid thing, yeah. it's like, oh, we gotta figure out a way not to lock it. these cats up. Yeah, right. we need healing. Right. Right. We need not to punish people who take drugs. Those right. are victims and all the rest of it. Yeah. And that's yeah. all good, but you just wish it would be all good, even though we know it's not gonna be. Like, right. you know, I mean, I, I think all of us, there's that slight, there's that slight thinking every now and then that, oh, we should be treated equal. Then you get you get popped in the head and you're like, oh, that's right, we in America. I forgot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, man, well, check this out, man. You know, this show has been uh, a wonderful situation, you know. Um, we talk about a, a number of different issues. Um, one of the things we, we, we have to touch on, man, is that there are solutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And um, one of the things that Kwame Torre, uh, formerly Stokely Carmichael always talked about was organize. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. organize, organize, organize. Um, you have to be a part of some type of organization. That's think. right. And I know some folks, you know, feel that they can just live as individuals and, you know, just get money and take care of mine, live, die. That's cool mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if that's what you choose. But the thing is, your children, your children's children and their children, so on and so forth, they're going to inherit this bullshit and as we know, since we've been on this planet, being raised in the 70s, you know what I mean? In the 80s, this shit is not slowing down and speeding mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. It's becoming more violent through the video games, so on and so forth. Um, we, we can take away guns, and it's my belief that motherfuckers will start stabbing people with butcher knives or stoning them with rocks <laughs> or fucking something. We live in a barbaric society. They was fucking us up before... They had guns. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like <laughs> motherfuckers just got violent when when Remington and and Coke and all these motherfuckers start making pistols and, and muskets and shit. They was they was fucking us up with yeah, rocks, yeah. bowling balls, knives, weed leaves. They were <laughs> these motherfuckers is ruthless. I'm gonna, leave, I'm gonna leave that part of the history alone. Yeah. So it's because I understand your shit. point, but yes, I understand your point. Yes. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Um, we got to be organized. Please do. Yes, uh, right. We have uh, come check us out. Seafoodmovement.org. That's right. 
siafumovement.org. We have about eight, nine different That's organizations. That's right. That's who's bringing you renegade culture. That's right. Uh, we're not only doing this podcast, but we sell the merchandise to fund our organizations, to That's fund right. the work that we do. We got a nonprofit, 501c3, called Community Movement Builders, which we, is working. We buying shit. We buying property. We property. That's right. We buying back the block. We buying need your support to buy the block. Yes. How many organizations, instead of spending money on hotels, yes. uh, spending money on airfare and on conferences, instead of taking that same money and putting it back into the black community. That's what we want to do. We put it back into our community. Fire your justification because the fact that right right now we're in the western of Atlanta and you walk outside you feel like you're you're in fucking uh, Buckhead. It went from looking like Bankhead to Buckhead overnight and shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the black folks are getting moved all the way out. So fighting gentrification is one of the things we're doing. Um, We have the Urban Survival Preparedness Institute where we're teaching folks how to survive this shit. You know what I'm saying? The FTP movement. We have the Seattle Seattle Youth Youth Corps. Corps. We're training young brothers and sisters in uh, uh, survival. Yeah, martial arts. Agriculture. Agriculture. um, Archery. Archery. Even training them on how to put together, how to shoot, how to take uh, take apart weapons, how to put them together, how to treat them with respect. Yes. Um, All that is stuff that we're doing, and we're trying to get you guys to join us. So check us out. Seafoodmovement.org. That's the joint, seafoodmovement.org. All about us. Yo, a special shout out. Um, We wanted to talk a little bit more about this, but we ran out of time. Sister Winnie Mandela. Yes. <coughs> uh, just yes. passed away yes. and that sister was a revolutionary yes. don't you listen to nobody about no anti-apartheid activist no doubt. she was a revolutionary she knew that the folk that the white folks in South Africa would never give up real power that you don't negotiate away real power they negotiate a a, a, a change of political terms which left them the economic power and at least South Africa 20-25 years later after the end of apartheid still struggling right. um, and, and because Winnie Mandela called that out it remained true to her principles she was vilified not only in South Africa but in the Western press and unfortunately at times by the ANC the organization she stood up tall and proud for that's right that's right you're listening to Renegade Culture you know what I'm saying um, Kalanji Jamachanga this is Kamal Franklin and we are the dark skinned one yes the dark skinned one the dark skinned one he is watch at, just leave it alone he, just leave, don't, don't say no more just, just do, darker do, than Trump do the outro he, he darker than do the outro he darker than. just do the outro anyway do the outro bro yo no doubt man listen man Playback Sounds is our sponsor tonight, you know what I mean? And we're sponsored by many other folks because of the fact they recognize that um, that we have to uh, move this movement. We got to get it moving, you know what I mean? We um, hope that you all enjoyed this show. This is one of many, you know what I mean? Check us out, renegadeculture.org. Um, on SoundCloud. On SoundCloud. I don't have the exact address, but we will by the time we do this shit right here. But definitely, <laughs> um, you know, you may want to put out your own podcast. If you do, you need to hit up playbacksounds.com because of the fact that they knock the shit out the box. Anyway, we're here live and direct, straight from Rap Brown, Georgia, RBG, Free Man Jamil, formerly H Rap Brown, my man Herman Bell. Herman Bell getting out. April 17th. That's right. Shout out to my man Rough Mike, who just returned to the ancestors. And um, we out. Dismantle apartheid. We are not prepared for any.
Studios for your podcast, recording studio, PA rental, creative space for music videos, photo shoots. Visit us at Playback Studios or Playback Sounds Facebook.com. Conveniently located at 675 Metropolitan Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, or contact us at 678 330 5434.